The MLS Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com. Or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast's Final Four Watch Party. This Saturday, sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over on youtube.com slash sportsgamblingpodcast. Plus, make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win a $100 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survey. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survey. for week six on the MLS slate presented by the MLS gambling podcast on the SGPN podcast network. My name is Ty Roder. I have Jacob Reb here. Stick around for a, another awesome edition of the MLS gambling podcast. And we have a special guest coming up, Alan Bell. Uh, so be sure to hang around, check that out. Uh, Going to be giving some good insights into the gambling world. Jacob, how was, uh, how was your week five? Mine was a little bit better um than the previous week so i uh, can't complain there uh i'm glad it's week six <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there you go and uh glad the international break is over oh my god it is so i get killed every international break i tell myself i'm not gonna bet it and i bet it because there's nothing else going on and i just get crushed every single time yeah i mean i i get the whole like oh the top players aren't playing but at the same time, like, your entire roster isn't gone. You know what I mean? Like, yes, some teams have seven or eight players missing. But, like, from, like, a team construction standpoint, I don't think MLS I, – I don't want to – I don't know. I don't think it's a, as big of a factor as some people make it out to be. So that's why I'm, like – I'm just going to consistently bet the way I do, maybe take note of some absences, but teams should realistically be playing the way that they they play because team chemistry is on. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, a couple of games turned over that I thought wouldn't occur. Uh, My Austin FC somehow dropped the ball against uh, the Colorado Rapids, the best team in MLS. So uh, what (laughs) what a fucking joke. Um. Yeah, man. I, 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 we were up, and I was like, "All right, here comes a three nothing route. Maybe a three one. Nope. Colorado scores, and uh, yeah, Austin a FC fifth minute down. goal, and nothing else is got to be painful. Actually, I it's can't super talk painful because you know I got crushed on that Philadelphia Union team total. So 
Uh, anyway, no maybe we it. maybe we need to take a break from that one this week. Uh, let's start <laughs> off though. Uh, first matches in April. Uh, we got Atlanta United hosting the New York Red Bulls. Atlanta plus one ten favorites. Red Bulls plus two forty five underdogs. The draw plus two fifty five. Over under is at two and a half. Leaning more towards the over. I was wrong. Uh, I thought Atlanta, even with Tiago Almada uh, not being there, going into Columbus, getting the dub. Columbus uh, looked like the Atlanta team that we saw the first four weeks of the season, and uh, they put a beat down six to one. Uh, I think I took both teams to score. Uh, I also think I, I believe I took over two and a half. Um, you know, a lot of quality players were missing for Atlanta, but like I've said, you know, both teams were missing, you know, players. So it's not as if Atlanta was missing all of their their players and Columbus had full strength. Um, you know. But uh, I think with Amada back, I think with, uh, of course, they have the Gutman injury, which I think is going to be a big blow. They're left back. Um, you know, the Red Bulls are coming off a 1-1 draw on the road to Charlotte. That's also another joke of a result. Um, they'll be frustrated not to pick up the full three points. Atlanta had two shots on goal. Um, you know, Atlanta suffered their largest MLS defeat. The Red Bulls have beaten Atlanta in four of the last six. Atlanta has one win in the last 14 meetings against the Red Bulls. However, this is a different Atlanta side. Uh, Atlanta has conceded in every home game thus far. The total is a little worrisome for me, as the Red Bulls will want to keep this low scoring. Um, Atlanta, though, is averaging 4.2 goals per match um, for, for both teams. So the most in the league. Uh, the Red Bulls, though, are near the bottom at 1.6. So uh, Atlanta has seen both teams to score in four or five. Red Bulls, three or five. I, I like Atlanta money line. Big bounce back game at home. Plus 110 is going to be my official play. And then I'm willing to uh, to bet the both teams to score at minus 140. For sure. Yeah, I definitely like both teams to score. You know, Atlanta just got rolled in this game by Columbus. I mean, yeah. it wasn't, you know, Columbus had somebody score a brace. Plus four other players scored. I mean, it is just crazy. But the craziest part about it is they only had two shots on goal. Um, and that's really concerning. You know, yeah. before that, they were pounding the ball. And I get it was break and they were missing some people. But still, only two shots on goal is really concerning. But uh, if you look at the New York Rebels side, uh, when in the Charlotte game, they only had 26% possession of the ball the whole game. Um, and it's not like they, you know, scored early and didn't touch it. They scored in the 43rd minute. So, I mean, it, they should have had more chances. Um, they, they were lucky. I mean, they should have had the win. I mean, Charlotte didn't score to like the 74th minute in that game. Um, but New York Red Bull, like I said, you know, they're horrible in possession so far. Uh, a couple streaks to look at. Uh, I really like, like you said, the uh, both teams to score. Uh, that's hitting seven of the last eight for Atlanta. Um and New York Red Bull are without a clean sheet in their last three games. Um, so um, I'm with you on the both teams to score. Yes. Um, I, I don't have a read on a rule in a winner in this game though. Yeah. I think with the Red Bulls, the way they consistently play in low scoring games doesn't yeah. leave me cause for concern, but yeah, I like a band at home. Um, hopefully they don't, you know, screw me over again, <laughs> even though they didn't really screw me over, you know, because I did take both teams to score against the crew. And speaking of the Columbus crew, uh, they are our next matchup against Real Salt Lake. The crew, minus 110 favorites. Salt Lake, plus 285. Uh, draw, plus 275. Over-unders split two and a half to three, leaning more towards the under. The crew had possibly their best MLS performance of all time, beating Atlanta 6-1. to um, You know, like we were just talked about, some t players were missing for both sides and across MLS. Uh, Salt Lake got whooped 
at home by St. Louis. Uh, still puzzled how they didn't score, though. With 19 shots, eight on target, uh, four of the last six meetings between these clubs have seen over three goals. Columbus has scored eight goals and allowed one goal at home thus far and are 2-0 and at home to start their home campaign. Uh, both games at home, though, have seen them score at least two goals. Salt Lake have really struggled uh, early this season. They've, earned, they've only earned uh, points on the road at Vancouver, uh, two to one. You know, I trust Columbus. I, I don't think they're going to put up another six spot on Salt Lake, <laughs> though, like they, like they just did. Um, Salt Lake very well, though, could be shut out in this one, uh, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Salt Lake concede the most goals per match among any MLS team, averaging 2.25 uh, goals conceded per match. Both teams of score is a for sure stay away in this one. Um, Columbus has seen four out of five. Um, but I, I just don't I don't trust Salt Lake to, to get a goal on the road. Um, so I, I'm sticking similar to the first game, sticking with the home team, uh, sticking with crew money line minus 110. Um, you know, I, I would assume probably by kickoff about to minus 120. And then if you want to get a little risky, maybe take the crew team total over one and a half at minus 110 or minus 112. Yeah, that's my big play on this one for yeah. sure is, is the crew team total. Uh Real Salt Lake has given up more than two goals in uh, the last three, actually in the last five games. Um, even though they've allowed teams to score, they've also still given up those two goals in the first, against Austin and Vancouver. Um, so I'm for sure on that. Real Salt Lake is just bad. Uh, bad. You know, but I they should be converting more, and, and, I, and I'm really disappointed that they're not. Uh, I mean, they had like, what, 18 shots on goal, 19 shots on goal last week against St. Louis. I know St. Louis gives up a lot of shots on goal, but still, um, you know, you had eight shots on target and nine corners. You should have been able to convert something. Uh, I will say I did cash on St. Louis team total over and money line. That's the only thing that saved me last week. So I like pulled five units out of my ass from that game. Um, one thing I did want to touch on, uh, if you guys go back about a minute and a half, Ty just did the best transition ever to this Columbus game. I just wanted to touch on that. If you listen to his transition to this Columbus game uh, for all those other podcasters out there, but yeah, so back to this game, uh, Columbus is going to be all over real salt Lake. Um, definitely take the money line team total over. And um, honestly, I like the game over here. I think uh, Columbus does it themselves. Yeah. I, I, I like that as well. Um, yeah, Columbus very well could score three. I mean, we saw him put up six against Atlanta, and I uh, appreciate it. I was not planning on uh, <laughs> moving into the Columbus game like that, but I saw Columbus was the next game on the slate, and I figured, why not make this interesting? WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. Limited to state availability. And, of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. 
must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world? You can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang out with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount out of room by using promo code SGP15. That's SGP15. The Final Four Watch Party is going virtual. Hang out with the guys on their YouTube channel for the entire Saturday of Final Four action. Live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sportsgamblingpodcast and tune in on Saturday. Uh, our third game of the Saturday evening slate is FC Cincinnati against Inter-Miami. Uh, Cincinnati, minus 135 favorites. Inter-Miami, plus 360 underdogs. The draw, plus 295 over-under split two and a half to three, leaning slightly more towards the under. Uh, three games thus far that we've capped. Uh, I'm on the home team in all of them. Um, I, I think the odds for these home teams for the money line is, is quite reasonable. Um, Cincinnati has, has quietly put up some great results thus far. You know, they had that home win against Seattle where they got that red card. They just got a road win at Nashville. Very impressive. Um, since he has yet to lose the season, I think what is more scary, though, is their star men, uh, Vasquez and Brenner, only have a goal apiece on the season. Uh, on the other side, enter Miami, 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 Miami. You are officially on the no fucking bet list for me. <laughs> After losing to Toronto in a match that I expected them to battle in, that was the, I believe that was two weeks ago where I took Miami because Toronto was slumping and Toronto put on a great performance. Uh, they lose at home to the Chicago Fire with a 92nd minute stoppage time goal from Kai Kamara. Street, three straight losses for Miami. Um, you know, they, they have the upper hand against Cincy for the last six, and they've, we've seen both teams to score five of the last six, and the over five of the last six as well. Cincy are 2-0 at home. We'll look to continue their impressive form. Miami has not scored on the road thus far. Uh, Cincy's defense has looked great against far formidable offenses. I think Seattle, and I think uh, maybe not Nashville, but I think Seattle is much better than Miami uh, holding you know Nashville and Seattle scoreless. Miami has only seen both teams to score in one of five, Cincy two of five. I like Cincy's defense, and I think, you know, they get that first goal, and uh, Miami will have a really hard time to, to put up anything. So I'm taking the money line again, minus 135. Um, if you want to get a little bit more into the thick of things, I, I don't hate the under 2.75 at minus 120. Um, you know, I, I think save yourself, uh, save yourself. You know, some some money. Um, if if you're uncertain with Cincinnati, I, I don't see three goals being scored in this game. Um, yeah, Ty, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this one. Uh, right. So so pay attention, people. This is our first disagreement of the show today. Uh, you know, I I still believe in Inter. I know that they have really been trash uh, the last few weeks. Um, you know, two of those games are on the road against New York. Uh, NYCFC and Toronto, both those were on the road, but they did take down uh, Philadelphia team two zip at home. 
They beat Montreal, who are both teams that have been downgraded, but two shutouts against both of those teams I really like. I think after three losses in a row, I think the team's going to come together. They know they need to get something. So I think we actually might see some more goals in this game because of their poor form uh, the past few games. I, I like Cincinnati to continue scoring. Uh, they've really been beating up on people, uh, you, you know, but they did only have 39% possession last week. Uh, so I think Inter might gonna, you know, really take a chance on controlling the ball. They took a million shots on goal last week, so it's not like they're not pounding the ball. I just think they haven't had anything fall yet. Uh, you know, I was high on this Inter team coming into the year. Uh, you know, I've downgraded them a little bit, but even in that game last week where they, you know, they lost three two, um, they still had sixty seven percent possession, four corners, seven shots on target. You know, it wasn't terrible. I mean, Chicago sucks, and they show they should have won that game, but. You know, I'm looking at the you know season as a whole, and that's part of the reason why, like I told you, I don't really watch games because if you were to watch that game, you might be really seriously downgrading them this year. Uh, I mean, from last game. But if you look at the season as a whole, the players on their team, what they were expected to be coming into the season, I'm not, I'm not giving up on Inter yet. Okay, all right. I mean, if Brenner and Vasquez get going, um, yeah, he might. I mean, see. Vasquez's first goal last week, you know, that might, you know, put a little, you know. Gas so, in his engine. So, and, what would you, you say know. your what would you say your play is in Miami? Oh, uh, so I am on both. I'm, I'm on both teams to score. Yes, on this okay. game, uh, and I'm on over two and a half. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Cincinnati could, uh, you know, if things if things start going similar to that Columbus game, uh, score three themselves. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I am on the opposite. I, mean, I can there. see like a I can see like a two two draw in this game. Okay. Yeah. I hope not. Fine, Miami. <laughs> I put Miami on the no bet list and they uh, somehow screw me over once again. I got to stop saying no bet list too, because I feel like when I say that it speaks, it speaks some bad, uh, some bad betting into existence. Sure. Um, we are also brought to you by underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy continues their March madness college pick em. It is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Um. Next up, we got the LA Galaxy hosting the Seattle Sounders, a classic matchup which would have people and betters as well as soccer, football fans salivating uh, at these two teams playing or meeting up in old MLS days. Uh, LA Galaxy plus 115 favorites, Sounders plus 225 underdogs, the draw plus 260, over-unders at 2.75, leaning more towards the under. Jacob, who do you like in the Galaxy Sounders match? Uh, I don't have a read on a... Uh, winner, but I, uh, I do like the under in this game. Uh, both of these teams, um, they're expected. So I'll, I'll give you a little expected goal breakdown, right? So um, goals for for Seattle is at two right now, while their expected goals is at 1.64. So they're overperforming. We might be able to see a little regression there. LA Galaxy, um, their goals for is at average 0.5 a game because they are not scoring at all um and while their expected goals at 1.42 uh i don't see that much positive regression in like a one game from one game to the next uh especially since 
Um, Seattle hasn't been giving up many goals. Um, and because of that, and uh, Seattle's on the road in this one, right? Yep. Yeah, so Seattle going on the road, um, I don't think is going to let up many goals. Galaxy hasn't been scoring. They also haven't been giving up many goals. Um, and because of that, um, and their expected goal and the regression we might see from Seattle, um, and even if there's positive regression from Galaxy, it's not going to be that much to push it over. So um, I do like the under three in this game. Yeah, I actually, that's one of my plays. Uh, it's not my official play. Um, yeah, you can make it my official play if you want, but I do like under three at minus 150. Uh, the Galaxy were going up against a team uh, in Portland. I watched that entire match. Uh, scared me to death after taking Portland, draw no bet because LA Galaxy were on the front foot the entire time. Portland did have a chance at the very end. Uh, two two chances, I believe, uh, to, to score there. But uh, yeah, Galaxy should have won that, that match and they couldn't get a goal against Portland. And uh, Seattle is not a easier squad to go up against. Uh, you know, I, I was nervous. You know, the Galaxy came out, uh, Puig or, or Pooch, as the announcers kept on saying, which confused the hell out of me. You know, I thought it was Ricky Puig. Uh, sounds like the announcers are saying R- Ricky Pooch. So uh, <laughs> if you're listening, please fill us in as to how you actually pronounce his name. Um, and then Preston Judd, you know, looked like another um, star guy who was in there, I believe, for Chicharito. Um uh, both of them could have scored. Portland held held the fourth down, though. Um, Seattle on the other side, wow, man. I mean, they stopped Sporting Kansas City on the road. Jordan Morris put four goals. Uh, four hat- goals. Four goals. He had a hat trick in the second half, too. Um, yep. You know, long-term season projection. Right now, I have Seattle as the top team in the West. Um, you know, both teams have scored, has occurred in five of six. Over has hit four of six. Surprisingly, though, Seattle is really efficient. Um, in their matches with total goals average of 2.4, uh, sitting in 17th in MLS. The Galaxy are 28th with 1.5 goals per match. Um, Sounders are extremely productive. 10 goals, 5 matches. LA has scored 2 goals in 4 matches. Uh, Seattle has allowed the fewest goals in MLS at 2 goals in 5 matches. A lot of credit can be contributed to the defensive work rate for Seattle, as well as Stephen Fry, uh, their goalie standing on, their head, on his head. Um, Galaxy are still looking for their first win. I do think the Galaxy are slight favorites, um, but in, in terms of how the books have it, I I don't think Seattle should be this heavy of an underdog. Um, so maybe take a, a flyer quarter bet on the money line and or half a unit on the Drano bet for Seattle. But my my official play is going to be the Sounders, Seattle Sounders uh, double chance at minus 140. Double chance ultimately means that you win your you win the bet if Seattle doesn't lose. So if they draw or they win, you win. That's why the odds are at minus 140. I think Seattle to LA. And yeah, maybe LA Galaxy do win, right? But ultimately at the price uh, for the Sounders to not lose, I'll take it. I'll take it. Maybe we see Jordan Morris score two goals here. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. And just to strengthen that for you a little bit, the Sounders have not lost the last ten meetings with uh, Galaxy. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I, and so, question: course... Are you are you on draw no bet or double chance? Double chance. So yeah. double ch- so so you win if they draw too, right? Yep. So yeah, okay. So so double chance is you hit if Seattle wins or draws, and then draw no bet is if it's a draw, it's a push. Push. Yep. Just just exactly. for the listeners out there. Exactly. And. Uh, yeah, so sometimes it's it's nice. Um, yes, the draw no bet, you do get you know typically plus odds in scenarios where you want to take double chance. But in this instance, 
uh, I'm backing Seattle to not lose, and I want I want I want the money. I don't want to push. I do not sure. want to push. And so I would say I would say if you're feeling a little confident, um, and you don't want to do double chance, I would say skip the draw no bet and just go money line. Honestly, because I think they were plus two twenty five. No point in taking draw no bet if you think uh, Seattle's going to win it out, right? So right. All right, next up we got a couple of teams from the Northeast. New England Revolution hosting New York City FC. Uh, Revs, plus 115 favorites. New York City FC, plus 230 underdogs. Draw, plus 250. Over-unders at 2.5, leaning towards a, a pick in the uh, total category. The Revolution sit atop the Eastern Conference with four wins, five matches. Uh, falling behind, one nothing to a Benteke DC United goal. They scored two second-half goals to earn all three points. The Revs are getting goals from some unknown players like uh, 17-year-old Noel Buck and uh, Gustavo Boo. Uh, some names to, to point out, Bobby Wood, Josie Altidore, and Giacomo Veroni have one goal combined of the season. And 2021 MLS MVP Carl's Gill, he entered in the second half and he looked unbelievably good. He's been managing a leg injury, so he can't go the full 90 on the, other, on the flip side, you got New York City FC, right? We called Houston last week's pod. Uh, New York City FC had five shots with one on target. You're not going to score, score goals with that kind of uh, gross offensive performance. New York City FC has been up and down. Um, you know, Typically, past seasons, I want to say the past two, they, they've looked like one of the stronger teams in the East. Not, not so much this season. Uh, they've seen one goal come on the road thus far. Um, New York City has one for the last six with the overhitting and for the last six as well. New England has yet to allow a goal at home. Uh, similarly, New York City has FC has one goal in three road matches and have yet to keep a clean sheet while on the road. You know, I, I, I'm starting to believe in uh, Bruce Arena and these revolution. Uh, I think the Revs, you know, um, can get the job done. And, uh, you know, with their low both teams of score hitting, uh, I'm not willing to, to bank on New York City FC to do much. So another case of Ty taking a home money line team in the New England Revolution at plus 115. Yeah, it's smart. It's really smart, uh, especially since New York City FC uh, have really performed poorly on the road this year. Um, yep. We saw the loss to Houston, uh Draw to Chicago, lost to Nashville. We've seen Nashville perform poorly since then, so that really puts um, kind of a, a bright spot on a bad loss for them. Uh, and New England really sitting top of the table. I can't yeah. believe it. I might have to go to. I might have to go to a game. It's only like an hour away from me. I might have to go check them out in, in person. Uh, but the fact that NYCFC lost to Houston and Houston is just so bad. They pour on shots, pour on shots on target, pour on corners. Well. New England just pounded the ball all game long on DC United. They had something like 19, 16 shots, um, you know, and, and they've been doing that every single game, really pounding the ball. Uh, the one play I like on this to keep some plus money is um, because New England's defense is so good and we haven't seen NYCFC score uh, too much on the road, I like New England and under four and a half goals at plus 145. Ooh, I like that. I do like that. Yeah. Hopefully, New York City FC doesn't uh, come from from old times within themselves to find a, uh, a a couple of goals on this one. But I don't think they will, especially on the road. No, I think they might get a goal. So you might want to take a, a look at maybe both teams to score two in this. But I I, I think this could be like a two one finish for New England. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think uh, the Revolution will keep on winning. Bruce Arena has figured out how to uh, 
how to capture some uh, success for the revolution. Uh, next up, we got Orlando City hosting Nashville SC. Uh, Orlando City plus 145 favorites. Nashville plus 185 underdogs. The draw plus 245 over unders at two and a half, leaning more, more towards the right now at minus 120. Tons of props to Orlando going into Philly beating uh, reigning Eastern Conference champions, Philadelphia. They got two goals in the first 10 minutes, and uh, you know that was enough to beat Philly on the road, which is crazy because Philly dominated with 26 shots, but couldn't find the equalizer. Uh, what's more impressive for Orlando, their starting goalkeeper, Pedro Galese, was away on an international duty for Peru, but his backup, Mason Stadhuar, I uh, feel like I butchered that. Made five saves. Um, Nashville on the flip side, the away team dominated possession against Cincy. Their Achilles heel thus far on the season is finding goals. And that's their Achilles heel pretty much in their MLS history. They struggle to find goals. Hani Mukhtar uh, and Sapong haven't lived up to their billing. Uh, these teams, though, have seen both teams to score in each of the last six, which is surprising uh, no, knowing that Nashville – uh, struggles to score and has a really stout defense. Uh, the total has only gone over three of six and they have three one, one draws in their past six. So uh, potentially a draw, potentially a small play on both teams to score uh, Orlando at home is averaging a goal total of 1.33 over three games. We know Nashville struggles to score. Nashville hasn't scored in either of their two away games. Um, they've only allowed one goal on the road. Nashville, though, allowed two goals in five matches on the season. Their conversion rate is terrible. Um, Nashville, though, doesn't allow goals. So, I mean, that's what keeps them in it, right? They they know that if they can keep the opponent to zero, uh, they just need one. Uh, that's kind of been the MO for Nashville since they've been a, a team in MLS, um, and it's worked for them. So, I think with Galise back in net for Orlando City, Orlando City shouldn't allow more than a goal here. Nashville is zero for five in both teams to score category on the season. Let's take a look at Orlando City draw no bet at minus one twenty-five. Uh, I like it. I like it. Not a bet I'm gonna make. Um, this game, I honestly, there's such trash teams, um, and it's really when two bad teams play each other, it's like my brain cannot compute. On why do you think? Uh, why do you think Nashville's a trash team? Um, they don't score enough for me. Um, oh, okay. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah, one of those things, yeah. yeah, I am one of those soccer fans. They're, you know, expected goal is at one, and the goals four is at 0.8. So, I mean, they're right on there, but they rank 25th overall in expected uh, expected goals. Um, you know, Orlando City isn't much better. Um, their goals for they, they have an average of one goal a game, and their expected goals is 1.09. So, it's not too much of a difference. I actually think this game has a 1 1 draw written all over it. Um, this is. Yeah, I might take a shot at like a quarter unit play on correct score. Uh, check the Twitter for that Epic Management if you want to take a look. I'll have that posted later in the week. Um, but the one play I am on this game, uh, I like the first half under. Uh, two teams that don't really score a lot. Uh, it's at one is at minus 120. Uh, if you want to try and get a little greedy, you can take the under one, one and a half. And that is at, uh, well, so it's 1.25. Uh, that's at minus 185. Um, I know it's juicy, but you'll at least get the win and avoid the push. Um, if not, and you want to take the just the one, you'll have the push if someone scores. But I don't see this first half going over one at all. Um, so I am on the under one. Yeah, I could see that very well happening. Um, uh, if it was 2.5 to, to 3, 2.75, I would definitely take the under. Uh, I hate taking under two and a half just because they scare the heck out of me. And I feel and like three's when I do. At- 
two twenty five. I mean, that's that, that, that's just screaming with the books say under in this game. If you yep. see a three at minus two twenty five, that's book saying there's no way this is going over. Yeah, yeah, and Nashville, you know, zero for five in both teams to score on the season. So, <laughs> uh, which you know, that's a good we'll streak. We'll make that zero for six. Uh, we got the Union, Philadelphia Union, hosting Sporting Kansas City up next. The Union minus one sixty five favorites, plus four forty for Sporting Kansas City, plus three ten is the draw. Over unders at two and a half, leaning more towards the over. Maybe I was wrong about the Union. Um, nope, I wasn't. We're only five weeks into the season. Uh, I said this earlier. Uh, the Union had twenty six shots, but only six on target against Orlando City. It's hard when you go down two goals in the first ten minutes. Um, you know, you got to play another eighty though. They battled back in the first half, got a goal. I thought for sure we were going to see the team total hit. Uh, I know both of us were on it. That was really frustrating, especially after a first half goal. You think the Union are going to come storming back? Um, I think the Union, though, find their groove. This is a really bad spot for Sporting Kansas City. Um, I know I said that last week, but, uh, (laughs) you know, Sporting Kansas City scored the first goal against Seattle and then disaster struck, allowing Jordan Morris. Uh, add insult to injury. Ben Sweat received a red card after two yellow cards will be out this week. Uh, recent history shows that these two um, to be even. The total has hit one of the last five. Right now, I don't like the union money line, though. At minus 165, I just, it's not worth the price, uh, given especially, I know union are at home. Um, I, I still think the union will win, but I just, I don't trust them enough to take that heavy price. Uh, Sporting Kansas City has yet to win a match. The union can put up goals in a hurry. However, Sporting Kansas City has the second best expected goals, uh, statistic in MLS without a win, which is, which is crazy. And you know, who's in third, the Philadelphia union. <laughs> so, uh, but the union are putting away goals much more than Sporting Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City looked extremely consistent. They've scored two goals on the season. Um, Union will concede goals. I don't know if they concede more than one to Sporting Kansas City. So I do like the team total at minus 140. It's not my official play, though. I'm taking Union money line and over one and a half. I think the Union get two goals here. Sporting Kansas City get one. So be it. Uh, That's what I'm taking at minus 110. Full disclosure, listeners, on this game. Uh, Last week, I was going to play the uh, bonus you know, game and try and get some risk-free bets. And I was going to take LAFC team total over one and a half, but I decided to get greedy. And I talked to Ty beforehand and Ty, I'm going to take Philadelphia union team total over one and a half. And then I'm going to flip that and do it again on LAFC. Did not make it past the first leg. Could not believe it. Uh, 17th minute goal and then nothing else on 26 shots. I kidding me i could not believe it i was ready to rip my hair out um, you, know, you know what's good too though is um or what, what what was looking to be good is the uh you know philadelphia goes down to nothing and you're like okay now they gotta battle back right like they need two goals and that first goal came and you're like oh perfect here we go 17th minute i said oh gravy i got this you got all team oh, of gravy course. Yeah, I'm good. I didn't even watch the rest of it. And then I looked at that like an hour and a half later and I was all set. I could not believe it. Um, but I'm not giving up on Union. I'm still taking their team total over one and a half at home, especially after 26 goals. Uh, I mean, this is a good team with like real all-star players here and they have got to be disappointed with the results that they've been seeing. Um, so I think this team comes together. I think they blow out Kansas City at home. 
I mean, I, I put a lot of stock still after we've seen what Columbus has done the rest of the season on that 4-1 beating that they put on Columbus in game one at home. Uh, and I can, you know, I, I can see them doing it here. It's kind of something similar to Kansas City. Uh, so I'm on just Philadelphia team total over one and a half. Um, I'm staying away from the uh, the money line just because it is steep. Um, but, yeah, that's just my one play in this game. I'm still sticking with the team total over one and a half. Yeah, I think it very well could hit. Uh, Sporting Kansas City has allowed goals and the Union at home. Yeah, I, I just uh, I think the Union could put up a a heavy number. And maybe, you know, I know you like to play these, Jacob, but maybe maybe take a look at, um, you know, the the total goals for for Union team total and uh, stack up if you want. Sure. Get a little risky yeah. there. I mean, they're over one and a half is at 140. Um, I can see three. I, I really can. That's at plus 220. So at least at least one rung of the ladder. Yeah, I think plus 220 for the Union. Uh, three goals is, is not unheard of. Um, keeping on with the rhythm here, uh, Toronto FC hosts Charlotte FC. Uh, Toronto plus 110 favorites at home. Charlotte FC plus 240. Draw plus 260. Over-unders leaning at 2.75, leaning more towards the under. Jacob, uh, who do you like between Toronto and Charlotte? Um, you know, for this game, I don't like either team. Uh, I, I got to say, um, Toronto hasn't really been performing. We've seen some low scoring. Both teams score games here. Um, Charlotte, too. Uh, while Charlotte did get a uh, get on board versus New York Red Bull last week, they were at home. Um, and to, you know, only get a 1-1 draw at a New York Red Bull at home, um, you know, I, I don't really like Charlotte. They lost. They beat. They did beat Orlando City, but Orlando City sucks, and they lost the three games before that. They did have. I will say they have played a tough schedule. Game one versus New England. Game two versus Cincinnati. Uh, versus St. Louis. Game three versus Atlanta. So they have played a really tough schedule. Um, but we've kind of seen the same thing from Toronto. I was really surprised to see Toronto keep San Jose to a zero-zero draw um, after we've seen San Jose score so much um, so far this season. Um, especially at San Jose was at home and they scored a lot at home this year. Um, so because of that, you know, after we saw 15 shots on goal from Toronto uh, and nothing to really reward themselves for that last week. Um, and we did see Charlotte uh, only on six shots on goal, one on target did get on board. Um, I think we'll see a little bit better performance from them. Um, so I do like, like a one, one draw on this game. So I I'm on the under in this game uh, and I'm on both teams to score. Yes. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, Charlotte somehow is hanging on, doing well, uh, which blows my fucking mind. I don't know what is happening in MLS anymore, but who's ready to jump on the Toronto bandwagon again with me? Let's go. Uh, just kidding. They tied 0-0 against San Jose, <laughs> but I took the double chance and that worked out for me. Uh, hopefully no one stayed up for that ugly, boring game on Saturday evening. Um, yeah, Charlotte, like what? Like... <laughs> Two decent results back to back. I mean, a draw at home versus the Red Bulls. I'm sure they are thrilled. Chick, shit, holy cow! Six shots, one on target, one goal, uh, and that goal was a Red Bulls' own goal. Uh, still, things are looking up, though. No way in hell am I betting Charlotte. Uh, I probably won't bet them the remainder of the season, regardless of who they're playing. Toronto has only has won uh, the only two meetings against Charlotte with two nothing and four nothing results. This match may very well be a classic Toronto 3-2, 4-3 victory. I do see Charlotte scoring. Toronto does give up goals. I think Toronto do get three points, though. Tor um, sorry, 
Charlotte have a 3% conversion rate on shots. That is so bad. Put yeah. me in, coach. I could fucking score <laughs> 3% of the shots that I take. It's probably, you know, um, what is that, 100 shots? That's three shots. Score. I need to score on three of them? Yeah. Yeah, simple math, Ty. Uh, whew. There we go. Uh, Charlotte have the fourth highest goals conceded in MLS at nine and five games. So average just above uh, one goal conceded per match. Uh, Toronto has seen over two and a half in one of the five matches thus far, which is kind of surprising because Toronto typically like to play high scoring games. Um, I'm taking Toronto money line, jumping on that bandwagon again. If you want to get uh, a little frisky with me, um, you know, I, I know I said this could be a classic Charlotte or excuse me, Toronto high scoring game, but we haven't seen that thus far this season. So take a little risk with me. Let's go Toronto money line and under three and a half and minus two or excuse me, plus 200. Holy cow. Minus 200 would be a terrible bet uh, in that scenario. So I think Toronto score uh, Charlotte, I think do score, but I think Toronto will get two and ultimately the three points at home. All right. We have a couple more games left. And next up is the Chicago Fire hosting DC United. Uh, Chicago, minus 115 favorites. DC United, plus 310. The draw, plus 265. Over-unders split. Or actually, no, it's at two and a half, leaning more towards the over. Uh, Fire, sure, do you like to make things interesting? Back-to-back games <laughs> where they score three goals. Uh, the over has soared over. Against Miami, we see five goals. And Cincinnati, we see six. This was their first win of the season. Now they find themselves at home against DC United. Uh, if you're a DC United fan right now, supporter, you're got to be really frustrated. Four straight results without a win after opening the season, beating Toronto 3-2 at home. Uh, they lose last week to New England at home. That's tough. DC United have, have conceded at least two goals in five of their six. I guess the Fire do want to play fast uh, and beat you with goals, but both DC United away matches have resulted in losses for Wayne Rooney's side. I'm still a Ben Teke believer and I do like DuPietro uh, up top with him. They do need to create more chances or else these two one losses are going to add up in a hurry. Uh, you can't really take much away from that. That's, you know, you score a goal, but you allow two zero points in those matches. Neither team really excites me um, with the idea of winning this matchup. Instead, I lean, I lean with the total. Uh, the Fires sit in fourth, uh, DC in fifth in terms of average goals per game in MLS, both at about 3.4. Uh, both teams who score for these two has occurred in 75% of these teams uh, matches the season fire may succeed early. We've seen some um, fireworks uh, for uh, the fire in uh, some recent games, but uh, DC United may nick a goal as well. I'm taking the over two and a half at minus 120. I think that's a great play. Uh, neither of these teams defenses are, are really uh, that strong. And I think both have enough offensive firepower to at least get one, maybe two each. Sure. You know, I see fire as one of these uh, Chicago fire as one of these teams that's going to be bad all year, but put up a ton of goals every game. You, you guys know the kind of team I'm talking about. Uh, so I really like them. I like their team total here a lot. Uh, DC United did have uh, quite a few players out and had a different kind of lineup last week versus New England, uh, but they still got beat bad by New England. And, I, and they're just not a very good team, even with a full healthy roster uh, through Five games, D.C. have allowed more goals than any other team besides Portland. Um, so I would definitely take a look at the Chicago Fire team total over here. Um, yeah, you know, I, I get that, um, you know, they beat so the Chicago Fire, did let Inter back in that game. Um, for that reason, I do like the both teams to score here. 
I am cautious about it um, with DC United on the road, but, you know, I think Chicago will let in some goals. So I'm um, looking at both teams to score. Yes, here, Chicago team total over one and a half um, and maybe a small play on the money line. Uh, that's more of a lean for me though. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely like that. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, fire DC United, it's, it's tough when you think both teams are going to score, who knows what, what will happen. Um, so it might be a scenario where you take the, uh, the team that's not favored and draw no better double chance of, I don't know, who knows? Uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, the way I see that game going, I, I can see DC getting uh, like an early goal and then not anything else. And then Chicago scoring the rest of the game. Chicago scoring four. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> total, total five, 11 goals. Yeah. Um, in their past two matches, which is quite insane. Yeah. Uh, they obviously know how to play defense. Um, next up, we got FC Dallas against Portland. FC Dallas minus 155, Portland plus 420 underdogs to draw plus 310 over unders at two and a half to three, leaning more towards the under. Uh, I think we all expected LAFC to beat Dallas like they did a methodical 2 1 victory for MLS champs. Tuamusi for Dallas got a red card in the 35th minute. Dallas tied it up late, though, only to concede uh, a few minutes later. Um, you know, credit to FC Dallas for staying in that game. They got a red card in the first half. That is never an easy thing to do. Uh, it was really uphill for Dallas after that red. Uh, seven shots, three on target. Outside of a home defeat, to start the season, Dallas was on a three-match unbeaten streak with two home wins. Portland, uh, I know I said this earlier, are extremely lucky to have gotten out of that match against the Galaxy with just a draw. Galaxy were on the front foot. Portland did have a chance to potentially win it there at the end. Um, Portland did go to LAFC a couple weeks ago, put up two goals against them. Uh, and Dallas has yet to keep a clean sheet this season. Both teams' to score has occurred in four, in four straight. Um, Portland have scored in both of their away matches against Atlanta and LAFC, two teams I think are, are better than Dallas. Uh, Portland has conceded the second most goals in MLS at 10 in five matches. And uh, thanks to averaging four goals conceded on the road, I do think we see both teams to score. Right now it is at uh, minus 130. I think that's a really solid play. Dallas are too heavily juiced on the money line for me. I do think Dallas wins, but uh, I, I will list back a, a both teams to score, minus 130. Maybe a little over two and a half minus one thirty. Uh Dallas team total over one and a half as well at minus one forty. But to be honest, this is uh this is probably a stay away game for me. I just I, I don't think I trust Dallas uh to put up a ton of goals here. And Portland is just too inconsistent. You know, they could if they have that performance against LAFC uh that where they score two goals, they very well could win this match. Sure. Uh you know I Portland is uh one of my worst teams that I have power rated this year. I just, they're really, because of their inconsistency, I just, it's hard to get a read on them. Yeah. Um, they do have a long injury list right now. So, I, you know, I, I will, you know, cut them some slack for that. Um, and then we, you know, take a look at Dallas. Like you said, Dallas did go down 10 men. You know, honestly, if you watch that game, they almost tied, they almost tied that game up yep. like real late in the game, uh, right off the top crossbar. Um, I think Carlos Vea hit off the crossbar um as like late in the game so they, they played a good game against lafc um and we've seen them put up uh goals on pretty much everyone they've played so far this year except for uh playing minnesota uh, at home their first game which it's the first game it's okay it happens um so i do like dallas here a lot 
Uh, I'm sorry, I have the wrong odds up. Um, so for Dallas, um, I, I am on their money line minus 155. I am on their team total. Um, and I do like something like Dallas and um, over one and a half for the game. Uh, I'm, don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, Dallas at 110. Oh, no, no. So for one, so for over one and a half, um, it's at minus 110. Then over two and a half is plus 140. Honestly, I, I would take a look at the Dallas and plus two and a half too at plus 140. Um, I think we see three goals in this game, uh, and I think we see Dallas win. So um, smart math will put those two together. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, the team total for Dallas is minus 145. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's a little juicy. Uh, I'm okay with it. I think it hits. I really yeah. do. I'm pretty confident in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think so as well. That's, that's one of my plays. I am still unsure about Portland, but, um, yeah, I, I think, just, go ahead. I, uh, I was gonna say, I think Dallas team total over at home, um, is going to be a play all year long. Yeah. I, I think they, you know, I think they might stop at two though, <laughs> which is scary. You never know though. We'll sure. see. Um, next up, we got St. Louis City, uh, the team of the season thus far, hosting Minnesota United. St. Louis, minus 125 favorites. Minnesota, plus 320 underdogs to draw, plus 285. Over-unders split, 2.75, leaning more slightly towards the over. Who do you like in this one, Jacob? Keep it simple. We're riding the St. Louis train until the wheels fall off. Um, I am actually – I was looking at a all-red satin St. Louis City uh, bomber jacket on fanatics on fanatics the other day i was thinking about buying it uh i am on st louis i um i'm on goals 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 in this game um both these teams like to shoot the ball a lot um uh, i think the loons have been doing a great job even though they're missing emmanuel reynosa um but you know they uh, they need to start getting some more wins and you turn these draws into wins but uh we've seen them score in every single game so far this year uh, same thing with St. Louis. So I'm on both teams to score. Yes. I'm on St. Louis team total over one and a half. I am on St. Louis money line. And did I say over two and a half in the game? Uh, I don't think so, but okay. Well, I'm, I'm on, on that. I'm on that you. too. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm on all those plays uh, very much. So keep it simple, especially at home, five games, five wins is, is sure. Uh, seems like they're, they're here to party. Uh, St. Louis, or excuse me, Salt Lake did have more possession and shots, but couldn't find a goal. Minnesota will be flustered to uh, allow a 90 stoppage time goal to Vancouver. You know, St. Louis has scored two goals every game thus far. They've seen over two and a half in all five matches. Uh, Minnesota's played two away matches, won both of them. So I think Minnesota very well could get a goal, which only it, it helps our, our over. St. Louis team total right now is is probably the Philadelphia Union team total play of the the season thus far uh and then the money line uh right now minus 125 i think is is pretty solid minnesota is is a quality squad uh and and will battle so that's probably not my my first play i would say over two and a half and the, the st louis team total uh because minnesota very well could battle back and um and get two goals um so that's what i'm going to stick with i do like the st louis money line though uh, i don't think their streak ends of wins here and uh, yeah, I just I St. Louis is going to regress eventually, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. They're for maybe I think not. they're for real. I think that is a for real team. I know the uh, their their opponents just need to stop passing balls back to uh, Joao Klaus because um, then it's basically a a one on one with the goalkeeper. I can score a one on one with the goalkeeper at least fifty percent of the time. We'll say uh, maybe just to keep you to keep everyone just. 
on your toes a little bit. I will say Minnesota has not allowed more than two goals in a game this season so far. Oh, uh, well, I'd have to say that we were all back in St. Louis and now I'm scared. Hey man, uh, the, the odds are odds and that's the fed. It's the fact of it, but just because they haven't doesn't mean they won't. Very true. And St. Louis has defied every type of odd against them yep. in all five games thus far. So, um, hopefully the, the time we're both on them, um, they don't screw <laughs> up, which I feel like is going to happen because every time I say that on the pod about a certain game, it happens. All right, next up, we have the Colorado Rapids. We get into the evening matches, uh, late evening, excuse me. Rapids uh, hosting LAFC. Rapids plus 200 underdogs, LAFC plus 125. Uh, the draw plus 270. Over-unders split 2.75, leaning slightly more towards the over. How the Rapids got a point against Austin blows my mind. Um, Kevin Cabral, the former LA Galaxy stud, scored in the 85th minute to level. Once that happened, I knew we were done for just getting the point. LAFC on the flip side dominated FC Dallas in possession, uh, resulting in a 2-1 home victory. Dennis Bolonga got the late winner for LAFC. And this was his third goal of the season. I'm sure some people maybe saw on Twitter or on, uh, on the internet. Uh, he basically took like a 13-hour flight from Turkey. Yeah, I saw uh, that. <laughs> arrived in LA at like 3 p.m. and then like five hours later enters the match and scores a goal. Um, it just, wasn't even that long. It was that he he got there an hour before the match. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I don't know how the how you know you do that. I also LAFC. You know, I, I get he's one of your top men, but. I'd be a little hesitant to just throw someone out there after being on a plane for 13 hours, knowing that, you know, legs might be a little wary. Jet lag is real. Uh, you know, there's obviously smarter people in MLS uh, training, training staff than myself. But uh, after seeing that, I was like, this guy's, you know, probably going to be, you know, one of, if not the top score for LAFC. And after a 13 hour flight, you decide to throw him on. He, he didn't start. So I do get it, but just, you know, I, I would be concerned. I'd be like, let's, let's save him. But he did get the game winner. So uh, can't really talk much there. Um, LAFC have not lost the season. Three wins, one draw. Colorado has, has sucked it up extremely. Um, they did get a point though. They've scored two goals on the season. Uh, they did get one against Austin blew up my Austin Moneyline play. Colorado will concede. Uh, in their two home matches, they've only allowed two goals, though. LAFC's away matches were a 0-0 draw against Seattle. Uh, LAFC does have the third most goals in MLS, uh, nine goals, four matches. Colorado's tied at the bottom. Um, I don't know why LAFC are this heavy, um, excuse me, not heavier favorites. Uh, draw no bet at Minus one forty eight for LAFC. Give me that. No matter you know, who they're playing, and then maybe the team total over one and a half at, at plus one hundred. I think the books are reading way too much into the zero zero draw away, uh, and I think I that's agree. why we're getting it. Um, you know, just because LAFC has played three home games and dominated those home games, uh, they're a dominant team. They're going to go on the road and dominate, especially playing a weak Colorado team on the road for the first time. I think this sits up perfect for LAFC, domi LAFC domination on their, you know, first road game against not a good team. Uh, so uh, because of that, I'm on basically the same stuff as you. Uh, you know, I love it. Uh, so I'm on LAFC team total over one and a half going back to the well. Um, I am, I'm taking just their money line at plus 125. Colorado has shown me nothing, um, that says that they are, um, 
you know, ready to real? To, to, to take on LAFC. Yeah, um, so yeah, they're not ready to take on this team. Um, so because of that, you guys know my plays. Um, I'm also uh, honestly, you might get lucky if you wanted to like hammer something in this game over 2.25. Um, so you get half your bet back if it doesn't go over um, two and a half. Um, is that minus 193? I know it's like so it's basically like two to one, but if you take like you know, if you know, five units and throw it on something like that, you know, a two and a half unit return on something juicy isn't too bad. So, um, yeah, those are my plays. And, uh, yeah, we are moving on. We got two games left. Two games left. Now we're into the actual late, late night games uh, on Saturday, April 1st. San Jose host Houston Dynamo. San Jose minus 20 favorites. The Dynamo plus 310. The draw plus 280. Over-unders at 2.75, leaning more towards the under um, slightly. And, Jacob, just to to give everyone, you know, some, some heads up as to kind of why we do it the way we do it. Uh, typically Jacob and I have to cap 14 games, MLS games, and we want them to be efficient. We want to be able to get the best odds, uh, and best place for you. So if it does seem like we are going a little faster, uh, that is because there's 14 games and we're trying to cover them, uh, all. So, um, you know, please take that for what it's worth. I know some people have said, um, you know, can you go a little bit more into each game? We're happy to. Uh, I think we're going to be breaking down some some video plays for specific games, but trying to cover all 14 games uh, and, and keep it efficient for you all uh, around about an, an hour or under is kind of our goal. So uh, I tell you that just in case you're like, wow, these guys are kind of flying through some games. Uh, that's kind of our goal for the podcast. And uh, I think we've done a really well, really good job thus far. Um, also, yeah, keep an eye I, on the social. Keep on our socials. We have great info that comes out uh, all throughout the week when we see stuff that's that's great. We put it up for everybody. So, and if you're curious about a game, you want a little bit more insight into um, you know our official plays or, or who we like, feel free to ping us. Right? Like, don't feel like you have to just wait for uh, the podcast or the YouTube video to come out to, to kind of get a good understanding uh, of who we're on or maybe some more insight. We're always happy to help you. Um, but in this one, I, I didn't think San Jose Toronto would finish without a goal, but here we are. Cade Cowell supposed to have a breakout campaign this season for San Jose. Hasn't done much in five games. San Jose has been inconsistent. Two wins, one draw, two losses. Looks like Jackson Ewell was going to win the game for San Jose in stoppage time, but the theme of that match was lack of offensive cohesion and the flow of the game. I did call Houston beating New York City FC at home. Uh, back-to-back wins now for the Dynamo. Um, you know, uh, the total has hit four of the last six between these two. San Jose looks like a different team at home where they've yet to lose. I think the total is a tad high. Um, you know, I, w- I would want it right at two and a half. Houston have lost their last two away matches with a minus four goal differential. They have a 3% shot conversion rate on the road. You know who else has a 3%, 3% shot conversion rate just in general in MLS? Charlotte FC. Uh, <laughs> Neither of these teams right now will blow you away with goals. Uh, I'm taking the under three at minus 150. To be honest, this is a night game, Saturday night. I I don't love it. I, I really don't. Um, I, I It's probably a stay away, but I, I lean towards the under. Um, you know, this is uh, another game that we are on different sides. I think San Let's Jose is going to be. Uh, okay. I, yeah, well, uh, maybe. So uh, San Jose, I think, is going to be one of those teams that, Besides their result last week, that's going to score a lot of goals at home. I think Houston's going to give up a lot of goals on the road. We've seen it so far this year. Gave up three to New England, two to Cincinnati. Not the greatest teams, but we've seen 
what San Jose can do at home, and they've put up goals. Um, plus, uh, San Jose's actual goals expect uh, versus expected goals is almost a whole goal difference. So we should see some positive uh, regression from them. Um, and honestly, it's the same thing with Houston right now too. They're about um, uh, about uh, about half a goal off for what they should be scoring per game. So uh, I think we might see some positive regression from both teams here. Um, and I'm looking at both teams to score. Yes, um, I, uh, I think that's actually where I'm going to leave it at because I am too scared of it getting to three. Um, but I do think each team can get on board here at least once. So I'm sticking yeah. with that both teams to score. And you know, like you said, like you were saying. I don't, I don't trust either team's defense. Um, San Jose typically in seasons pasts, and I think similar to this squad last year, they've shown that they can get up, uh, get some goals. Uh, and the Dynamo obviously back to back wins. Um, so who really knows, right? Saturday right. night MLS, you know, after dark, uh, be there could, could be <laughs> uh, could be interesting. But the final match of the MLS slate week six, two Canadian teams, Vancouver hosting Montreal plus one twenty for Vancouver plus two twenty for Montreal plus two fifty five is the draw over unders at 2.75 leaning more towards the under Jacob. Who do you like in this matchup of the final game in week six? Uh, I don't really have a favorite here. Uh, I'm just really disappointed in Montreal. Uh, if you listen to episode, if you listen to episode one, that was my team. Uh, to go into the season to ride high on. Um, Wilfred Nancy left after a year, left this past year, um, and he really developed that team. And I thought they would, you know, stick around at least a little bit, but they have just been trashed. Uh, I think a week off for them was exactly what the doctor ordered. So I think we might see them get on board here. Um, They did get on board against Philly. Um, They did get on board against NYCFC. It's been, you know, uh, only... Only in two out of the last five games they've scored, but we have seen Vancouver give up a goal in every single game to their opponents, and I think we can see something like that here. Uh, Vancouver has had three draws in a row, and I think we might see four. So check out a one-one draw for Vancouver Montreal. Yeah, the official. That's actually uh, my official play. Is a one-one draw here. All right. Yeah, yeah, correct score play to finish it off. Yeah, Vancouver draw caps uh, have had three straight (laughs) one-one ties. Uh, I like saying that. Last year it was the Columbus drawbacks. Um, you know, crew backs, however, drawbacks, yeah, however you want to yeah. call them, but now it's the draw caps. Uh, Vancouver, three straight one one. Um, a gracious 98th minute goal for Simon Betcher saw the draw caps level against Minnesota. Montreal, like you said, had the bye uh, after beating the Union 3 2 at home. Prior to that, Montreal had lost three straight, all without scoring a goal. Montreal does hold the advantage, winning four of the last six. Um, four of the last six, two have also seen both teams to score and over two and a half. Every match has seen at least two goals between these these two sides. Uh, we haven't seen Montreal score an away goal. Both teams average one goal or less scored per match. Um, Vancouver, like you said, has seen both teams score in all five of their matches. The only team to have seen that thus far in MLS. I trust Vancouver more than I trust Montreal. I know it's two Canadian squads battling it out. Uh, I'm not taking the money line. Vancouver Whitecaps draw no bet minus 160 right now is my official play not the greatest odds to be honest. And um, I wouldn't be, uh, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to taking an under 2.75 at minus 120. Uh, I don't think Montreal gets more than one if they even do get one. And, you know, with a one, one draw, uh, not only does my, my draw no bet push, but the under 2.75 hits. So I'll stick with that. And with that, we conclude 
week six of the MLS Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, we got some good stuff in the works, folks. We got our TikTok. We got our YouTube going. Uh, please check us out. Give us a uh, rating on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We also have our own Twitter. Uh, my name is Ty Roder at TRods1019 and at Soccer DGen. Jacob Breb on the other side with me at Pick Management on Twitter. We also have our own Twitter at MLSSGPN. And without further ado, we have a special guest, Alan Bell, who I will let Jacob here announce in a second. Uh, but Jacob, week six in the books, my man. Let's ride. Yeah, absolutely. Check me out on Twitter and TikTok at Pick Management. Check us out uh, on TikTok as well at MLS Gambling Podcast. We have a new TikTok. Our YouTube is popping. Uh, make sure to go follow, subscribe. And yeah, Alan Bell from CBS Sports and Sportsline is coming up next. Stick around. He's got some bonus plays, some great info for you, and some advice on if you want to be a professional uh, like sports better or sports writer. Um, he's going to let us know what you got to do to get there. So stick around for the next few minutes. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys later. Adios. We are back with Alan Bell from CBS Sportsline. Uh, one of the best sports bettors out there. You won't find better info from anyone. Uh, so yeah, Alan, thanks for joining us. We are here. Uh, get some thoughts on you from you from the MLS season. Uh, any plays and some some extra stuff. So how's it going, sir? Yeah. Hey, first off, let me say uh, that was a heck of a nice intro. Check is in the mail. I appreciate that. Uh, number two, man, it's awesome to be on with you guys. And uh, let me say this. And I love you guys thoughts on it. Um, like, I feel like this start to the MLS season has kind of been like college basketball to where it's been a little wild, right? Like, I mean, you've seen teams that started off, you know, week one, bam, like everything that you thought that they would be. And then a two-week stretch of just nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it, it feels like, at least right now, like, parity around the league is kind of showing a little bit. But, man, it's my Yeah. No, I, I could not agree with you more, Alan. I think that's – I want to say, yes, that may be an, an MLS thing, but I think it's more so a, a football or, or soccer uh, dilemma, making it one of the tougher sports to bet because there are so few goals you really got to be sharp and being That's sharp, right there. being sharp yeah. is so difficult, um, especially with, with teams uh, in low scoring matches that, you know, you see a lot of one, one uh, results that ultimately, you know, blow up, blow up bets, uh, yep. blow up unit sizes and uh, consistently doing that week over week uh, is, is so difficult. And I think too, and I'll leave it, I'll leave you with this home, home team advantage, regardless of how good or how bad a team is, is such a big thing in soccer, in MLS. You could be at the bottom of the table and, and get a 1-1 draw uh, against the top team just because you're at home. So yeah. I think that's a big thing. Yeah, you nailed it right there. The, the two the two biggest things, playing at home and low-scoring games. Like, you know, it, it, it'll, open up, it'll open up for sure, you know, because the weather also plays into this too, that we've seen – you know, spikes in it. And and what I mean by that is that you'll see night games in some areas where it's 60 degrees. Others, it's 31. You know what I mean? And like any sport, Major League Baseball be the exact same way. We say the same thing. It's like, as weird as it sounds, humidity levels and weather do have an effect. You know, it's, it's two totally different sports, two totally different, you know, balls that they use. But still, 
when it's cold as hell, it's not fun out there. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Well, in LA, it's funny that you say that. I actually, uh, I live in Austin, Texas, and in the summertime, the games don't start here until nine, nine yeah. p.m., and it's still like hundred percent humidity, yeah. like ninety-five <laughs> degrees. They're yeah. sweating. It's it's insane. Versus like you'll see later in the season, like those Colorado matches or Minnesota matches where they're they're playing in the snow. Dude, 100%. I'm in Nashville. So, like, Nashville and Austin are very, very similar in terms of, like, the weather. You're 100% right. I remember going to, you know, when uh, Nashville SC opened the stadium, what, last year? And it was, like, the stadium is completely open air. Like, open everything, whatever. And still, at 1030 at night, I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, I am sweating ridiculously, like, in the summer, you know? Because it's hot. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, well, did you have any thoughts, anything uh, for this weekend, the, uh, anything you're looking at? Well, I'll I know tell you that, this. Uh, you could just go ahead and hand me St. Louis and Atlanta everything, and I'm just going to get out of the way. Uh, St. Louis, a heck of a story. Atlanta, you look at what they're doing. Um, they're one of the few teams that's actually just putting up massive amounts of goals so far this year. I mean, St. Louis is crazy. I mean, you look at a team legitimately, that they scored, what, 14, 15 goals already this year? They've only given up like four. Like, it's it's nuts, man. So, um, no, nothing from me yet. Um, I will have some before Saturday, but it's starting to get, like, I'm a big both teams to score better. Like, I love playing those, and that's why it's been difficult to start the year because you either see a game that's 1-0 or it's 4-0, and, like, you're sweating. You're like, come on, man. Like, just get one, like, late. So, no plays from me yet. But I will have some. But I would love to hear you guys. Like, if you guys jumped on anything for Saturday, uh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, we uh, we actually – this is our uh, bonus addition to our podcast. So we actually just say, finished all of our all plays. But, yeah. but I am on uh, – I, too, am on St. Louis City. I am a big believer. Ty will not let me switch my team. I gave out uh, – <laughs> I gave out – who did I give out? Uh, Montreal as my team yes. for the year. And oh, I, I will not – I'm not allowed to switch it. So St. Louis City is my backup team, uh, yeah. but I'm on the same thing. I think Atlanta rebounds big, uh, and St. Louis I think continues to roll. Yeah, how do we feel about going? Go ahead. Yeah. No, Alan, uh, love to hear what you were going to say. Well, I was going to say, how do we feel about Philly? Because I know that they've got some issues that they're dealing with, but I mean, this team is this roster is loaded. You know, like here's I'll the, stop there. Yeah. yeah, here's the thing with Philly. I I think it's definitely cause for concern. We're yeah. we're five matches in. Uh, MLS is insanely long of a season. We go from uh, basically end of February to October with a game a week. Philly is one of the few teams in MLS. There's a couple that are playing in Champions League, uh, which does require some midweek games. You know, having yeah. to balance some some roster adjustment. I think they'll be fine. Um, they have basically all of their production back from a year ago and, and teams do go through stretches. Um, I, I think, you know, a couple of the results have been kind of lopsided for them, but I, I trust them to, to kind of ride the ship uh, long term. You, 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 and you brought not to interrupt you. Like you brought up, I, I think an excellent point for anybody that's a better, whether they're an expert or brand new to it. It's a long season. <laughs> like, it's dude, so it is, it, Oh my God. Like it's like PGA tour. Like, it feels like it really doesn't stop. There's just like a six-week break. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is 
it is a ridiculously long season. So yeah, I, I agree. With that. Yeah, and I think I think too. You know, um, this early on, not cause for concern. I do like St. Louis. However, five games in, that that entire squad has not been together for longer than you know two months, and they got to go yeah. another five and a half months. Um, I think once teams play them and get more and more um, at bats against them. I think, I think they will regress. Uh, I do think they have a solid squad, but their legs are going to give out at some point. I'm expecting probably mid June to where things really fall off. Maybe I'm wrong though. I know Jacob and I were talking about this earlier and maybe they, they keep it going. Um, but I, I don't think so. I, I just don't think a, a jumpstart MLS team can sustain the type of success that they've had over the course of a season. I would love to be wrong and them go uh, 32 and 0, but I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, a couple of plays for you, Alan, that I that I'm on. I do yeah. think Toronto, Toronto money line uh, at home. Charlotte sucks. Charlotte is very bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have gotten two back-to-back uh, decent results, um, which is great for Charlotte. I mean, draws for Charlotte is all they can really ask for. But Toronto at home, the money line's plus 110 right now. Yeah. I think Toronto are, are a much stronger squad. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I try to stay away from Austin because Austin's my, my team. Um, I think Seattle Sounders going into LA, um, Seattle Sounders have looked probably the best all around team in MLS thus far. Um, they did lose to Cincinnati, but they got a red card and that was kind of a weird game. Galaxy struggle heavily to score. I, I like Sounders, um, money line, draw no bet. My official play though is double chancing them. Uh, which yeah. I'm sure you're aware of, Alan, is uh, you win if they don't lose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Minus 130, yeah. which is a very soccer-specific sport. I mean, can you imagine in baseball, which I guess you couldn't really do, or I'm trying to think of other sports that you no, can no, uh, I, relate I, I, it to. Like, the thought process, like, I, I get it. Like, I get what it's you're crazy. saying. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy, though. And, and that's what, like, I love. That's what I love and hate both about betting football, like whether it's MLS or international, is that – you have all those options. And then when it doesn't hit, you're like, damn it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm sure that you guys have felt the same way. You know what it happens? Like that's why soccer legit is the most fun sport to bet. Definitely. Uh, I'll say this, like, and I want to keep hearing your picks. Like um, I, I kind of feel draw like between Orlando and Nashville, you're going to get it at like plus two thirty five. I think the teams are pretty even yeah. pretty like not high scoring. Sure. Generally allow, you know, at this point now, you know, I know Nashville started pretty hot defensively, but probably a one one game. Like and, I, yeah, and you're spot on you're spot on with that, Alan, because Nashville Nashville's defense is is extremely stout and, and yeah. tough to score on. On the flip side, they can't score themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Oh, so that, you know, if Nashville gets a goal, I think I think the way that this occurs for Orlando City, I think Orlando City scores um, first, because if Nashville scores first, I think the one one is, is going to be extremely difficult because Nashville scores one. They like to park the bus. Yeah. They like to park the bus. Who knows, though? Orlando City at home. I, I do like that one one. I would even be willing to maybe take a flyer on a zero zero bet. Oh, yeah. In Orlando I'm City. Not- I, I'm I don't a- know the odds on that one. I'm going to jump in here because I do have one uh, one other play I wanted to tell you. But first, I got to tell you about something St. Louis City did that I think was really big. I touched on this last episode is before the yeah. season started, as they were signing players, they brought people out way earlier than they usually do. So people had time to get adjusted to the area, move their families out, 
any international travel issues, and let the team get set up way better than maybe some other teams or some other you know upstarts or players Smart. getting traded, moving around. So I think because of that, they have had time to settle in as a team um, and have had more time together, and we're seeing the benefits here. Um, but I really like uh, LAFC this week against Colorado, uh, plus 125 on the money line. Um, I like their team total over here. I'm a big team total guy. Alan, I know you're a big both teams to score guy. I know yeah. early edge all last year towards the end of the season, you would see on the the, the picks page would be all both teams to score plays throughout the yeah. MLS. So it was hitting are, like crazy towards the end was. of the year. Yeah, yeah. It was. So um that that's what I got for me. But um, you know, I just wanted to know, you know, you've been in the industry a long time. Um, you've been a great friend of me the past year or so, and, you know, we've been able to connect and do all this stuff. So, um, you know, I'm just curious to know, you know, what did you do to get into the business? Any recommendations you have for people trying to cover sports professionally? Um, you know, we say it's a long MLS season, but if you're a sports writer, uh, it might take even longer. So yeah, uh, I just um, wanted to get your thoughts on some stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Um, I I'll say that there's no like correct answer, right? There are, um, the same way to win, you know, a match is the same way to that. There's a lot of different ways to go about doing it, right? Um, I, I would say the two biggest things are don't stop because it's it's gonna it, it's a pain at times, man, and it'll test your patience for sure. And number two is to be authentic, be genuine, because you don't you don't have to have the best most creative awesome content every single time what you do need to be is genuine to it right and i think that especially now like the the audience is i'm not saying the audience is as intelligent but they are more well read and understood than an audience has ever been so they can tell immediately if you are faking it if you are, you know, not knowledgeable, you know, in a topic, but you are trying, attempting to be, dude, they'll smoke that out ASAP, like right out of the gate. But if you are just authentic and genuine to who you are, it'll absolutely show. And then the most important thing is that to understand everything in life is a competition for someone's time. That's all that this is, is that you are looking to take, whether your show's five minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever. Like, someone is investing their time in reading, watching, listening to you, right? And they can give up on you quick, or they can absolutely, like, want to be a part of what you're doing if it's genuine, if it's intelligent, and if it's the most important one is entertaining. Like, I, I know it sounds weird, but you have to, you have to, you have, like on our show, like the coach, John the coach, he always says, like, educate and entertain. I swear to God, so too much. Like, yes, being good and smart and intelligent and all of it is absolutely important. But if you are just a stick in the mud, boring, nobody, like, nobody's going to follow along. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Finding that, and, and, and long story short, finding that path between intelligent, creative, and fun. And inclusion. Like, inclusion is, that's the biggest thing that I try for in everything we do at Sportsline, CBS Sports, all of it, is that 
everyone's included. Everyone's a part of it. We interact with the audience every single show. I make sure everyone on my team does that. If you don't, you will not be here. Like, they're a part of it as 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 far as we are. It's as much their show as it is ours. And people want a place where they belong. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's the biggest thing in, in, in that there is. Awesome. Great stuff yeah. from Alan Bell. Uh, we won't take up too much more of your time. Uh, you know, cash big this week. Enjoy the rest of March Madness. And um, let's hit on some MLS plays. Dude, yeah. I love it. Hey, all right, real quick. All right, who's winning the final four here? All right. So we go on FAU or San Diego State? Throw it against the wall. Who we got? FAU. <laughs> San Diego State versus UConn. UConn wins it all. Oh, F- FAU versus UConn. UConn wins it all. Okay. Hey, real big thing too, Alan, that I saw. Uh, I don't know if it's worth noting, but I think three players on UConn are going to be fasting for Ramadan, which means they're not even going to be, is it, I don't know if this is accurate. So please, you know, people in the audience, don't don't quote me. I think they're not going to be drinking water either. During the day. But uh, so it's like a a few tablespoons is allowed from what I understand as a Jew who fasts. I I know a little bit about fasting, Uh, but they but once sun goes down, they can eat and drink whatever they want. So uh, just imagine your sleep time is now when you're going to be true. But if the if the game's Saturday evening, like, are they really going to just be like overloading them, their systems with food and water? Like, right before a game? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. they're going to fire that IV in, dude. Once I saw that, I was like, I was like, uh, do I? I don't know. San Diego State really scares me. They're 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 old. They're solid. But yeah. I, I, who do you like, Alan? Dude, I, I, look. Or do we have I to listen disagree. to your show? Yeah, no, no. Like I don't, <laughs> no, I don't disagree. Like San Diego State is 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 forty minutes of hell. Like they are as defensive as it gets. And like you said, you were talking about Nashville. Score one goal and then just park this thing. Like that. That's San Diego State, dude. Like they are perfectly fine winning. 51 I had, to 50. Yeah, go ahead. I had Charleston beating them in the first round. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, well, at least, at least, uh, Alan, I went to the University of Texas for grad school. Yeah. And, uh, you guys are a hell of a team, dude. Yeah. 13 like, point, I, I hate 13 point it. lead in the second half, and we couldn't hold on. It's brutal. I, I, but that goes to sh- like, dude, it's tough. It's so tough. tough. But I like Rodney Terry, dude. Like, he's a heck yeah. of a hot like, rod. That dude is as Texas. <laughs> Like, if you want to throw the lot, like that dude is as longhorn as it gets, dude. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah. So, so you like San Diego State? Is that who you're leading? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Um, yeah, I like them in UConn. UConn to win. Like, okay. it's, it's tough to. It's. I, I'll say this though: this Miami team is nuts. Like, they don't make this Miami team would be like if you had a a, a full like squad of attackers. But they play excellent defense. Like this Miami team is all guards, but they can somehow rebound better than like teams with all big dudes. Like they they took Houston out with rebounding yeah. with guards, and it's like, what? You know, like they're just they they they're such a different matchup that it throws everyone off. Like when you play them, you're like, well, oh, and God. has UConn really even been tested? No, like, like that's blowout. Yeah, yeah. but like on the flip side, you're like. They're blowing everyone out. Like they blew Gonzaga. Yeah. Like, blew how Arkansas. do you look at it? Is that a good thing or bad thing? I know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, I, uh, I think, I don't know. Like, I feel like people want blue bloods and yeah. this is like a year where UConn is the blue blood. Are they though? Really? It's kind of, it's interesting. I know. Right. Like we could end up with a, an all South Florida, like FAU and yeah. Miami. 
which would be nuts. Like that would be yeah. just the most like Florida thing of all time. <laughs> which yeah. I feel is like that's where like everything is going now. It's just whatever craziness can happen, just bet on that to happen. Yep. 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 So I, right. I fellas, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yep. thank you for coming and joining us. Yeah, check out Alan Bell on Twitter at Alan Bell247 and the Early Edge Podcast from Sportsline. Awesome. Take care, Alan. See you, man.